Just Don't Know, a podcast where we try to learn something new, challenge my opinions, and hope to make the misinformed informed. I can openly say I've spoken when I did not need to, been unnecessarily controversial, and shared my misinformed opinion, thinking it was not. My name is Rob Clearlo, and in this podcast I discuss topics, events, emotions, and stories in time that I thought I knew, but in fact, I just don't know. This episode is about awkward exchanges, eye contact, and those anxious moments when you need to decide whether to go in for a hug or a handshake. Meeting new people is part of most people's lives, and it is inevitable we will add to our endless list of friends, colleagues, randomers, and passers-by you will meet. It can ebb and flow how often, though, you might meet large groups at events or goes days, weeks, and even months meeting no one new sticking with a core group of friends or family. And so in this episode, I'll be talking about first impressions, because we are likely going to make thousands of first impressions in our lifetime, and it is so difficult to know how they go and what to do next time. Listen to find out how I've tried to make sense of all of this. My assumption in this podcast on first impressions is that I try to make an effort when I meet new people, as most people do. And it is something I've said and been told I enjoy. Specifically, I mean meeting new people. I always go out my way to try and do so. I'm curious to learn how they think differently, what they might have in common with me, and how they fit into the interlinked web of the world and where we all live together and They have those sort of random connections that are always a nice surprise. However, when being honest with myself, I'm not consistent with this effort to try and make a good first impression, whatever that is. And I can assume that perhaps my past successes of making a good impression with certain people and my general experience of learning how to make a good impression theoretically actually means that I'm not consistent with this effort, as I've just said. So I'm going to explore that and look at perhaps why that is. And so listen to find out how I pick this apart and learn a little bit more about first impressions. So what is a good first impression? So that's the first thing we're going to look at here. And uh, I've read up a little bit about what people have analysed certain cultures to classify as a good impression. I've looked a little bit at other people that I think give a good impression and have asked around uh, some people and what they think is a good impression, good first impression, to be precise. And so, first off, it's the entrance. And apparently, positive energy and is so important here. And your entrance is the first time anyone notices you. And so therefore it's not what some people assume, which is your first impression is how you speak and what you say. Your first impression is your entrance. And arriving with positive energy, confidence, is vital in, in giving off a good first impression in some cultures. And we'll come back to how that perhaps differs depending on where you are in the world and where which group of people you are with, because it's very, very complex. But the entrance is a keynote to think about. It's said that 
if you bring one energy level above the average person in the room, I've uh, I came across don't know what an energy level is, but that means you don't take it too far, but you elevate the room around you. And I'll come on to that real that important word that elevate because that is vital in in order to making an impression on other people. The second one is the space around you, the physical presence. And this is a big thing now with coming back to real life of no longer, not as much doing things online and coming back to meeting people more in person, meeting people at work in person instead of virtually through through sort of um, Zoom or Teams calls. Taking up the space around you is really important. And I, I saw that apparently you can, you can, give a really good first impression by not hiding away arms folded but actually spreading your hands and your body in the space that has been given to you or around you but this is a slightly contentious one because everyone knows if you arrive with your your arms folded and you're a stroppy teenager that maybe you don't you clearly don't want to be talked to and you don't give off a very good first impression and if you are, arms are folded in any way in, in the UK, it suggests you're a little bit standoffish. And I think the same applies in sort of the US Western culture as well. But in terms of taking up your space, with whether it's your, you've crossed your legs or you put your hands on the chairs around you, sometimes that can come across, come across badly and it has to be balanced. But I get that. And I think sometimes I don't necessarily use the space around me. I use, I do when I perhaps sit down, but standing, using, putting your hands out, I think it's very, it's easy to try not to take up that space and your hands and your arms actually say a lot without, um, well, they say a lot without, without you having to say any words. I think that always reminds me of sort of the Italian culture of using your hands to to communicate is is very emotional and and dynamic and I sometimes do that because of uh, the Italian friends I had when I was growing up and some people do pick up on that and uh, and uh, yes it is it was quite funny but first impressions thirdly is is the contact when you first meet someone it's uh, it's advised that you lead with some sort of touch or contact, handshake, a hug, but actually don't and don't actually wave, although that happens a lot more, a lot more commonly than we than we wish. When you wave, it's just awkward and not the best first impression. Going in with a strong handshake, if you can, and a hug is 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 recommended, but easier said than done nowadays with. With uh, with people's concerns about health, and it's uh, it is a tricky one. So a fist bump is is not too bad, although it still feels a bit weird um, at the times. But it's definitely the safe safer middle ground between a hug and a handshake. I don't know about you, what you think, but uh, I definitely go for that if uh, if if I if I have to. So the next part of giving off a good first impression apparently is the observational compliments, giving people compliments when you first meet them. But not to be fake, but being authentic. So if you actually notice something you like, say it. Don't think it, say it. If you can't find anything you like, then don't pretend. Don't make it up. And I'll be honest, thinking about it, I've I've 
noted this one down when I first heard about it as a as a good thing to do over the years and I think for a very long time now I always try to compliment people I think sometimes I uh, take the take some fun out of some people's what they're doing as well as like a sort of a joke because I think that that can go down well better in in, in the UK with certain people so that sort of counts as a compliment sometimes if if that makes sense but I do equally try to compliment as well but I think at times I do sometimes fake it I have to be honest and that's really bad but I think being honest I think that is definitely the case I'm, I'm trying to meet this this demand that uh, of, of this aspect of giving up a first impression that I've been told about and learned and tried to incorporate into my impressions but in reality uh, it's very difficult to do um, but be, to be authentic with with when you like something because sometimes it, it's you have a split second to make that decision and uh, but I think most of the time majority of the time I always try to find something I do like and it can sometimes um, be difficult to, to, to deliver but I think it's important to give people compliments and I think in the last four to five years I've definitely tried to give more compliments because even if you don't want to hear them I think just if you think it say it I think people deserve deserve it and it might be feel a bit awkward but I think one thing I learned from the from from my American friends is that uh, to is to celebrate success and if something's great then shout about it don't be don't uh, don't bring it down uh, definitely point it out and, and celebrate it for that person because they must have worked very hard to achieve it so then the next part of giving off a really good first impression apparently is that if you can't compliment people that you're meeting compliment those that are close to you so that could include people that are giving kind words to your sort of family and friends um, and speaking about them highly don't bring them down but speaking about them highly and this shows other people that you are, you think, your perception of the people around you are amazing and that you are surrounded by amazing people. And therefore, if you want, it makes people think, well, if this person's surrounded by amazing people, then I want to be one of those people. Or clearly there's something going on that's right. This view, in my view, is, is, is interesting. I'm not sure if people instantly think that, if if you compliment people. But I think speaking badly about people definitely has a negative effect. Speaking positively can sometimes mean not that you mean much. I think uh, for, if you don't know the person, it's quite tricky to to sort of understand the compliments because you've never met them. But I think if you know of them, um, it helps. I think the typical one is, let's say you're on a date and someone speaks highly of their parents or their family or or their close friends that's generally a positive if you're meeting someone for the first time in a in a date situation if they speak badly and hate their family then you while that can be maybe that's their opinion and there's two sides of every story it's definitely a bit of a red flag if you're meeting someone for the first time so and then linked into that is all about center of attention and your accomplishments by putting others on a pedestal and highlighting their their sort of accomplishments, that is really important for trying to take away and show that you're humble. I think this is the one that is actually really difficult to do because when you're giving a first impression, part of you is like wants to show off what you have best to offer. 
I think that's some people's instincts and many people's thoughts of what a good first impression is. It certainly was for me. But I think actually showing off other people's accomplishments and why they're great and saying how amazing they are does actually give off a first impression that you don't realise. Links with that about sort of being thinking about others is being an active and encouraging listener and we've I've talked about this in the past it's not it's easier said than done but it's the simple stuff smiling and eye contact I think I going back to my assumption of do I put the effort in every time when I have to give a first impression I don't think I do and this is one that I can do the eye contact generally smiling I, I try to do but is it real is it authentic well I think it's difficult because your your own mood and your what's ever happening in the moment before you've met this person for the first time you're giving this first impression it's uh, it can affect you and it's not it's it's difficult to smile and give that eye contact authentically if you're not in the mood and sometimes you don't plan first impressions but i think there's definitely people out there who are just naturals and instinctively they're so fascinated by other people they can put everything behind them they can put it to one side and they can smile and give that eye contact and i think if you think about what how often you meet someone or you know someone who doesn't smile and doesn't give eye contact. It's not it's different for everyone, I think. And some and for some people it comes easier than 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 others. I know eye contact for some people is really difficult. I never I know I struggle with it sometimes, especially when I'm having sort of quite like a intense conversation and that person is very good on their eye contact. I think staring into each other's eyes is a bit it's a bit much. I think that's something you do to someone you're very, very close with. But then that's my view. Um, I think staring in each other's eyes when you're having a conversation is just a bit a bit strange, really. I think little bits or not too much. Um, so I think that's it's, it's striking a balance. Um, but eye contact is is important for sure. I think another what part of listening or being an encouraging listener, which I've heard of active listening and proactive listening, but being encouraging is an interesting way to look at it and this is something that i am trying to incorporate more in but this is calling out some someone when they've made a really good point or they've asked a really good question and you can mirror them mirror them and repeat part of the question what they've said and highlighting which is good but rather than just acknowledging oh that's a really good point or i agree highlighting that why it's a good point is actually more important i think i've been I've definitely done that. I've I've highlighted, oh, that's a really good point. But I've not said why. And it's not authentic until you say why. You've given that sort of small, short sentence to say, oh, that's a really good point because you've made me feel this or you've made me think of this. Or that's a good question because you've really picked on a good link there. And then the, ne- the last bit is just, I think this is very much a, sort of a a showbiz American thing but arguably uh, I do do get it is lowering your filter and laughing easily so you are able to just make people feel like they're funnier than um, and they they are saying the right things when when they're giving their first impression as well and I think this is again similar link to the sort of the smiling and the eye contact. It depends on your mood and how your moods affect your your presence and your your current your current sort of actions. Because for some people it just overwhelms them, their their mood or whatever's going on. 
and to be able to manage how you find things are funny is very difficult to do and I think there's definitely an element of sort of this is inherent and some people are better at this than than others just naturally but trying to actively incorporate this I don't know I'm definitely going to try and give it a go I've done it when you when you're a bit nervous and you meet people that you know are important but to do this consistently is that's that's hard and so sort of finishing it off then of supposedly what is a good first impression versus on the internet and, and what I've just sort of been gathering is it's not necessarily about you being funny and charming and saying the right things and a big part of me sometimes thinks saying the right things is is the most important because I'm trying to be, be a purist and think about the words not how they're delivered or what you're or sort of how you're doing it because the words are the content but I, I think I have to really sort of go back on that view that I've had I'd say in the last few years which is bad um which is, no, it's not bad it's just not diverse enough is that it's not about you saying the right things at the right time or, or in the right way to extend it that far it's actually making the other people feel like they are funny they are the saying the right things and they are charming and so incorporating all of the things i've just said that is what supposedly is a good first impression and bringing all those those things together with a balance not robotic authentic as it can be living in the present and it's very difficult to to get it right every time i think there's definitely people who are, who are naturally better at it but you can slowly incorporate some things be more aware be more emotionally intelligent to bring those things in and your first impressions will change and your effect on people will change so that's really interesting but we'll pause there i'm going to look into a bit more challenging things that might cause first impressions to be a lot harder and a lot less simple as the as the theory and basic points that i've just made so it's easy to say i think that we are more insecure jealous selfish and fearful than we let on in all conversations and interactions with other people that we might meet occasionally when with people that we know really well we are more open with what we want to say we are more honest with the feelings and thoughts that we have and we open up about the things that we don't really want to reveal to to the rest of the world and getting to that point with someone and giving off that impression that you are you could say as they uh, being authentic or being honest uh, or and as they say be open as a, uh, is is very difficult to achieve and i've been sort of thinking about it and exploring possible ways of that that is achieved and i think there's three areas that I, I, I sort of have put together that can help get to this point, especially in in your interactions with other people. And I think I'm going to be thinking about and incorporating to make sure I utilize these these areas to, to, to achieve that and show off that area 
that I'm being as close to my authentic feelings as as, as is sensible and, and suitable. So the first one is setting clear boundaries and being direct with them. I think breaking that down into two parts, being direct is, is easier said than done, but some people are quite natural at it, some people avoid it as much as they can. But being direct and saying exactly what you're what you're saying rather than being subtle or beating a uh, or, or sort of going around an issue being direct is so important when doing this first thing which is setting clear boundaries and that could be when something you uh, you believe or or just think is is a, is a principle that you should hold to I think this is where it gets a little bit controversial and difficult is that what is a clear boundary? No one, I think everyone has to be willing to slightly compromise or there's always a grey area or blurred line with everything. So there isn't necessarily a clear boundary where you need to be ducked, arguably. But if you do have a boundary where maybe it's you don't think it's appropriate to do some to do something when it's in a customer service you don't think it's appropriate to shout at a waiter well, saying that to a person I being very clear that is not appropriate let's not do that anymore or when we're when we're here for the rest of this dinner we're, we're not doing that we're not going to treat that person like that that's being direct most people though have that boundary and they want to set it but being direct is easier said than done but supposedly, if you're not direct, the effect of setting clear boundaries is not necessarily achieved as well. Second area is don't try to agree with everything when you've just met someone. If they have a belief or principles that you don't agree with, don't go along with it, but also don't argue with them. And this is where I think to myself, I can come across as argumentative but in reality I'm just giving a different view and this is a really difficult thing to manage and I'm definitely thinking about how I can improve that because the effect you want here is you want to be able to agree to disagree and being transparent that you have your view and they have theirs and falling into playing devil's advocate or creating a debate or causing people to 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 react to what you're saying is so difficult to avoid, I think, because sometimes you can be provocative when you lay out the opposing argument. And I think naturally I can sometimes come across that way. I'm being provocative in the way I'm saying it. Maybe it's because I do think very carefully about what I say, but maybe it's the, the delivery I'm being provocative. I don't know. Maybe I'm not being provocative at all. And... It's just the point I make is is too is is judgmental. It's not just the opposing view; it's the critical view. So, again, to achieve that effect of of being open and giving off that good first impression of being authentic, you do need to be transparent and not argue with them, but being able to get to that point where you agree to disagree, because ultimately it builds trust and it shows that. You might have different views on things, but you can exist next to each other. And that is something that humans and the world has been trying to do and, and only very and rarely achieves, I think. It's very difficult to do. But then again, I, I can argue with myself there. I think many people will actually achieve that. 
because of we do actually cat we do live in harmony in many many places around the world when despite having different views so it's a tricky it's a tricky one what the balance is i don't think it needs to be measured and then the last one is fake it till you make it as a as the saying goes only applies to non-verbal communication and i think this is where i've tripped up in the past many a times i'll be honest i think lots of people trip up on it some people more so than others non-verbal communication so it's a body language you can fake it till you make you can look like you know where you're going when you're marching into the distance leading a group with your directions but saying you know the town or the area like the back of your hand because you've been here before or you've uh, you've looked you study the maps for hours been reality you haven't you don't know what you're doing verbal fake it till you make it is not okay in any circumstances when you're trying to give off that first impression being honest saying you don't know something is so important here but then my my point here is that how much if you sort of know a little bit about it to enough that you can fake it non-verbally it's very difficult to say i don't know anything about it verbally because you don't know how much you do know you only know what you know so you might think you know it but it takes someone else to tell you that you don't know it and it's a very difficult one but i think faking being honest with yourself how much you know about something is a, is is linked to your confidence but overall it's it's a careful balancing act isn't it again but then, so moving on then to another sort of first impression idea that, or view that I've been given is being awkward and sarcastic is often a go-to. But what, why do we do that? Why do we sometimes be sarcastic and, and sort of weird and awkward in our first impressions? Or some people do, like sort of aloof and standoffish. Or we trying to look cool. But I think some cultures uh, appreciate that that not overdoing it on your first impression letting people warm up to you letting each other warm up to your presence and just being there i think some people like that especially those that had struggle with trust or struggle with understanding other people's sort of habits and understanding their views or they don't listen hear many views often um on on different things or the way people behave it allows it the yeah, sort of the gradual um, cohesion of, of two different people. So I think sometimes in the UK culture we are a bit sarcastic and 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 sort of self-deprecating and modest um, that allows people to sort of get rid of the get rid of the awkwardness. But you're not very open. You don't give away that much. But it's enough. And it takes a while to get to that point of having of of that f- idea of a, of the good first impression where you properly start to understand who someone is, and that takes me lastly into into sort of having the nerves, the the anxiety that many people struggle with, and the difficulty when you meet new people. There are many people out there that really struggle with this process, and I think I enjoy meeting new people 
but sometimes I don't I'm not in the mood sometimes I don't do it very well as I've said I don't bring the same energy levels that I would like to and it is it can be quite taxing if you do it a lot in in quick succession but there's some people and I acknowledge this that hate it and they like to stick with the people they know they struggle with trying to navigate new behaviors um, and so there are some things that nerves can actually play nerves can actually play a big part in first impressions and being shy and not giving away too much or having your energy energy levels quite low but then following that up with potentially being showing off sudden moments of energy like when I've spoken to someone who's quite shy and then I find that one topic that one area that really interests them like cooking or sport or something like that traveling around a certain place or a, a tv series and they light up and they show that energy well that's incredibly sort of endearing and and likable and really helps with their first impression on me and i think it's important that your the shyness comes it comes first but showing that showing that passion when you can is is so important and allowing yourself in that sort of short period not the entire time that short period in that first impression can be incredible incredibly likable but it also shows that you don't necessarily have a great poker face because when you don't want to talk about something it's very clear when you do want to talk about something it's and you're energized by it it's very clear as well therefore you show your emotions or your thoughts on your face or in your body language quite clearly meaning you're probably not a very good liar and you can be very you can be trustworthy and therefore you make people around you relax but then that brings it down again back to you can't just be shy because while that is endearing a little bit if you're not engaging at all you don't engage with the people around you it's not charismatic it's not necessarily going to be that as endearing as it could be and then lastly is owning that nervousness when you can getting if you ever get to that point in that first impression where you can be honest and say well i am awkward and silly and i do the weird wrong things and i'm weird when i do certain things and why did i do that when when that man man asked me that question or why the waiter came over i said something strange because i was nervous i was shy didn't know what to do in front of people owning it and being silly with it is is so important and incredibly likable and you're bringing your something that you think is bringing taking uh, holding you back into one of your biggest strengths and that is a great way to turn your nerves into a great sort of strength of yours so yeah so that is another sort of breakdown a little bit more about first impressions that i've been thinking about not sure how you how you can relate to this i hopefully you can and uh but uh gonna pause there and I, i'm gonna look finish off but by looking a little bit more about me myself and how first impressions are challenging but what i can do perhaps so i understand them a bit better so for me i think trying to understand how i'm perceived is incredibly difficult there's 
times when I think I'm being perceived some way, one way, but then I learn later on that I came across completely differently. And, well, I think I was a bit more one-dimensional when I was youngest because situations didn't allow that many, that sort of in-depth first impressions. Definitely, I found, though, is that people what people think or what I think of other my what people think of me is not what I thought and the the only the only things that have been consistent since I remember being an instructor I was probably 15 16 years old I was looking after with sort of some adult instructors teaching sort of uh, 15 to 20 sort of teenagers and I was in charge of them, looking after them, giving them advice and making sure they sort of they're comfortable and knowing what they're doing. Uh, I think they're away they're away from home or were on sort of a an army camp sort of thing. Is that one thing they they do they have always said and it's been the same for a long time, is that uh, I'm sort of always looking cool. Sort of a cool character that nothing sort of phases me I stay calm and this is a good strength it's helped me in very intense situations it's keeping that calmness showing others that it's important to stay calm in that moment whether that matches up with my sort of feelings and and what I think about what's going on well that's that's a different thing I think most of the time it does I generally am not easily phased by things but there's times when you don't really know what you're doing or you are sort of going along with with things but if everyone thinks oh you're very cool and calm but you're actually trying to be very energetic and spontaneous but they said oh yeah you're still very cool and calm you're just like what how how how's that happened so the only thing that I has been consistent is that when I sometimes when I think I'm giving off one impression I can still end up looking like I'm just playing it cool and relaxed and and quite quite laid back and and not that it not that phased by by sort of intense things. So showing enthusiasm, I have to overdo it. The tone of my voice, if I want to sound like I'm really excited by something, I have to overdo it. I could definitely get complacent with my my voice and complacent with the tone of my voice, thinking I am sort of being normal but in reality it sounds like I'm very laid back not engaged playing it cool not and calm about everything when I'm supposed to be showing enthusiasm I'm supposed to showing energy so that's definitely one thing I've um, I've definitely noticed is, is consistent and that's probably boils down to what my assumption is is that I'm not consistent with my energy when I bring it I give off some good first impressions when I know I need to and I have to, and I've, I think I've done it fairly well. And I don't think I'm amazing at it, but I'm definitely above, sort of, meet the expectations of, of most people, when I have to in those sort of odd occasions. But when I consistently with other people, I'm not consistent with the energy. I don't show it. Thinking, I think I'm showing it in some ways. But I'm not actively doing it. I'm not really engaging myself to show it. 
I think a big part is this podcast itself is, is, is definitely along the lines of this topic, a driving force to try and understand how I become better at this. Because I've seen people change and show their skills in this. I think in sort of um, in over the 10, 15 years, seeing people transfer from one area of, of, of the world into being on, let's say, TV or radio, showing their their ability to become stronger listeners, give off better first impressions, be more likable, be better at complimenting people, being more authentic, shows that it's achievable. You can change, you can show that better self and that be and give off a better first impression, which is as I aspire to be able to do fundamentally. And I think what's good is that the physical presence and getting in front of people and being able to see people is 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 helpful. I think the last few years has been caused a lot of people to sort of question how they give off their first impression because you've had to do it online a lot, which is even which is I think the word I, I I've I've noted down is suffocating. You, you you're reduced to a number of number of things: your backgrounds, your supposed eye contact of your camera. I don't know how that even works. Whether you're looking at your notes or another screen, but you don't. People don't know people set up. It's very strange. But now, with an actual physical presence, you can use your body language. You can laugh. You can give eye contact. You can show that whether you're relaxed or not. Use the space around you, as I've t- talked about before. So that is a that is a positive that I'm taking and I'm trying to do it as much as possible. Again, it's easier said than done. I think the one area, though, that I think I did do well in the past was I think I was about 15 or 16 and I realised I was turning into into a bit of a arrogant teenager. While I was doing well in this or that, I wasn't the best. And there was definitely a time that I just... It was unbearable. I think I was unbearable. I'm pretty sure I was for a very short period. I think I got ahead of myself of of growing up, and I think I got called out by some girls at school or something like that. I said I can't remember now, but I do remember I actively tried to hold back that sort of overconfidence of showing what I'm doing, and that overconfidence of uh, of pretending I know what I'm doing and, I, and while it ha- is helpful in many times being being sort of confident and knowing what you're doing being arrogant is like my biggest fear and because when I see it I hate it but then I also see and understand why it is a weapon with for so many other people and it's going to be a continue continuous battle that's never going to end but I think, and I'm confident and happy with this, that I have a bit more control over. So that's really good. And I think if, if you if you struggle with this or you, you find yourself being you're a high achiever or you've done really well in something and you're struggling to communicate it, it's not easy. It's not something that can just be sorted straight away. It's an ongoing thing. How do you balance confidence with arrogance? And I encourage anyone to try and understand it and master that as much as they can because it's something that I think goes on for most of your life. But that's something I feel I do actively try to control and manage. So overall, our experiences and our mood in that moment when we're making that first impression is sort of so... It's 
overwhelming and with the techniques of making good impressions and how to meet people in our minds as well that we've learned through life all of it buzzing around in our heads it's a lot uh, in that very fast-paced in the moment when you first interact with someone and the balancing act of authenticity and managing those different thoughts in your head as well as trying to pay attention to the person you're meeting and the impression you're making is incredibly challenging and it's challenging not just in the same way for everyone it's definitely different for each person I think and what I've learned here is that how you overcome that challenge is very personal and how you manage your first impressions isn't very personal as well so it's definitely easier said than done that you implement all the techniques you've learned you maintain uh, your your sort of consistent sort of effort in, in in presenting yourself in a way that you want to and your efforts to not let your mood in that moment or in that day affect or diminish your efforts in making a good first impression or the impression that you want and to achieve that sort of pinpoint accuracy that of, of getting it right that you can talk about in theory is close to impossible and so it's the exact nature of other people's views of that impression as well is not going to necessarily match up with what you think your first impression is but ultimately I think that this balancing act of managing what's in your head and what you know and how to control yourself and, and give that first impression mixed with living in the present and being as authentic as you can but not overdoing the authenticity thinking back to not overplaying your nervousness not overplaying trying to be funny thinking more about the people around you making them feel how can you try and make make them feel that they're funny that they can be relaxed it's that balancing act that you can't get it right. You can't just apply a theory or apply, apply sort of five simple rules to, you know, in order to make a good impression. I think this balancing act is a continuous step, a continuous process that you must apply every time. And to be honest with ourselves, it's each effort when you make a first impression, I think is actually what I've learned, is very separate to previous first impressions. And while you have to trust yourself and have the self-confidence that you're going to give off a good impression like you did before in the past, that is a confidence is a different thing, I think. It's, you do have to start again every time. And I can see why that is perhaps exhausting for some. But if you do think about, okay, this is another first impression. This is something that is, is important to how I come across while you might not know much about the person because it is a you're meeting them for the first time you don't know where that relationship might go what that interaction that connection might be so while it is hard and what I've learned here is it's definitely difficult to getting it right every time and to because it's so repetitive but with little to go on each time you have to start again you have to think about what you're how you're presenting yourself in, in that first impression that don't be so hard on yourself it's not it's not right to to get it right every time and so what I've learned there is that while I do I've definitely assumed that in the past that because I've had those 
past experiences that have been successful first impressions, I mustn't arguably say get complacent, but overall, I mustn't um, not put that effort in consistently. And I think that is the key thing, and that's what I've learned in this in this sort of exploration of of first impressions. And so I, I've been making lots of first impressions uh, recently in the last uh, few months, and it's I think part of me was beating myself up that I wasn't getting it right every time but it actually reflecting this and talking about it here I realized that getting it right every time as I've said just then is not necessarily going to happen and uh, not to be so hard on yourself so hopefully everyone here has, has enjoyed that and, and learned a little bit from that as well and um, so if you like that thank you so much for listening and uh, I look forward to recording the next episode thanks so much